May 25, 2022. It's what for Pedro Show. <laughs> so then the monk comes back in to save everybody. And nobody knows where he is. <laughs> that's the that's that's uh, impression a lot of people got anyway. You know, they say, man, how, how do you guys remember all that stuff? You know, we, we, we weren't really remembering much. Just the basic changes, and then everybody else just tried anything they wanted to try on it. So. And Monk, he's always doing something back there that sounds so mysterious. And it's not mysterious at all, you know, when you know what he's doing. Just like those little things, just like simple truths, you know, like he just, he might take a chord, a uh, major chord, a minor chord, and, and, and leave the third out. But, yeah, he says, this is a minor chord, man, you know. So you don't have a minor third in there, so you don't know what it is. You say, well, how do you know it's a minor chord? Well, that's what it is, a minor chord with the third out. <laughs> well, he feels that way, so there you go. And when he plays the thing, man, it, it, it will just be in the right place, in voice the right way, to have that minor feel. But still, it, it's not a minor because there's no third, it's not there. Slow things like that, you know. People bring me casseroles and pray for his immortal soul. They think I'm in widow's weeds, but pity's the last thing I need. I dress in black and wear a veil to hide bright eyes and skin so pale. Make sure that nobody sees the marks of love my lover leaves Since the day they told me he was gone Haunts me faithfully dust till dawn Hear him whisper sweetly in my ear Can't you see we got a good thing here Feel his fingertips caress my Talk to psychics on TV They just groan and shake their chains When I say my baby's on the physical plane When I died upon that cold, cold night Made a promise to relieve her sight Now she knows that there's nothing to fear Can't you see we got a good my fingers through her hair She turns around and there's nothing there Wrap my arms around her sleeping near Can't you see we got a good thing here Can't you see we got a good thing here 
My heart's been cooling in the grave, the worms crawling it out. My lover's disembodied soul makes me so happy now. When they drew their pistols and they fired each one shot, how could I have imagined this sweet bliss would be my life? I used to be an angry man. I wanted things that weren't mine. At 15 paces in the sand, I left that all behind. Now my spirits rise when she turns out her bedroom light. I gently haunt my lover in the cold and tender night. They try to comfort me with platitudes. They don't know I'm in a real fine mood. There's no reason I should shed Talk to me of death, do us part. Between us, we share the beating heart. Candles flicker in the chandelier. Can't you see we got a good thing here? Can't you see we got a good thing here? Can't you see we got a good thing Happy Wednesday, people. Started the show off with John Coltrane talking to August Bloom about playing with Thelonious Monk in 1958. And then we had Ghost Story from Charming Disaster, which is no accident because I'm very fortunate to have as guests all the way from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, because there's one in Holland, too, right? That's right. Charming Disaster. Elliot and Jeff. Welcome back. Hey there. Hi there. Okay. Thanks for having us on the show. And we got to thank uh, Howard for the connect. Yeah, oh, yeah, Howard's the best. Thank you. Yeah, good guy. Who wants to go first? Because I want to explore your musical journeys. All right, I'm ready. Okay, Jeff. I'm ready to go. Jeff, what, please bring your earliest musical recollection. Um, the earliest musical recollection I had is my mom playing guitar. She played guitar, and it was something that was always around the house. She sang and played, and uh, that was probably it for my first musical exposure. She played a lot of records. She played a lot of Scott Joplin. I remember dancing around with Scott Joplin as a, as a toddler. So I'm going to assume since she was playing a guitar, there was a, that was one of the, or uh, maybe the only, but there was at least one musical instrument in the pad you grew up. That's right. There was a guitar, her guitar, and then in my grandmother's house, there was a piano, and I liked to play that a lot. Did you go through the lessons thing? No, I didn't go through piano lessons, but later on I took guitar lessons. Okay. And that was Cool. Uh, like, when did you start with the guitar lessons? I think I started around 13 or 14. Okay. Yeah, 13 years old, I well, think. Let, well, let's stay before that. Let, let, okay. What about, like, school? Uh, were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? No, I wasn't in any of those things. Okay. Um, I wasn't. I what was, was just, the first I, record you bought with your own money, please? First record that I bought was, it was, um, what's it called? What's the name of that band? Mr. Blue Sky was the album. Uh, oh, ELO. That was the band. Okay. Elec- Electric Light Orchestra. All right, Jeff Lynn. And then um, uh, what was the first gig you saw? First gig I saw was later as a teenager. Like the big stadium show was Neil Young. Okay. 
And yeah. when you started those guitar lessons at 13, was yeah. it electric guitar or acoustic guitar? Because your, your mom played acoustic, right? That's right. I got an acoustic guitar for, for that Christmas. Uh, and then, yeah, and I played that for a long time. So the teacher, right? Yeah. took lessons. What was that like? You know, he was a guy that came up from New York City. He was pretty uh, uninterested with me as a person, I think. He, I think, looking back on it, I think he had a, a drug problem, but he was, you know, sometimes he was hot, sometimes he was cold, sometimes really nice, sometimes he was really irritable. Um, but, you know, he influenced me a lot, and he kind of wanted me to go to music school eventually, and I wound up going to Berkeley College of Music for a year. Can, can I ask you what kind of acoustic, was it, was it steel string or nylon? It was a steel string, it was a guild steel string so because uh, i'm trying to think of what kind of stuff he taught you <laughs> i was really into uh finger picking guitar uh, you know strumming like you know i learned a lot of like folk songs and stuff and then i got into finger picking and then i was later on i got more interested in classical guitar so you you got to tell him what you wanted he, he didn't like have this kind of a what's it called syllabus he he did more on the music theory side. Um, he had, you know, it was like split half and half. So there would be like some songs that I would learn that I was interested in learning. And then there would be the serious music theory stuff, which I had a difficult time picking up. But Did he teach you to read? Uh, he tried. He tried. I had the Mel Bay guitar method Okay, books. yeah, yeah, that's it. There, there yeah. was another one too, Alfred or something. Yeah, the Alfred those. method. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember yeah. that. and uh, But then there's the other method, like you bring in records, here, teach me this tune, right? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. That was it. But I was a pretty terrible reader. Okay, what about have. after school, not graduating, but in afternoon, did you do the garage band, bedroom band, basement band thing with some friends? Yeah, I, I grew up in an apartment building, so there's no garage or basement um, no, but maybe somebody me. else's. <laughs> like usually the drummer man, right? Usually the drummer. I think that was a little bit later. Yeah, I started when I got an electric guitar. I started playing in some with some friends around, you know, in garages and stuff. Okay, but this is after the Berkeley School of Music thing. No, no, before, okay. before that. Yeah. So, so you're still in school, high school and shit. Still in high school. Yeah. That's right. And so when you got, the, what was your first electric guitar? It was a Squire Strat, okay. Fender Squire Strat, the cheap And model. did you start the band or did you join somebody's band? At that time, I joined somebody's band. Yeah. It, was some, it wasn't really a formal band. It was just a couple kids like getting together and playing. And jamming, right? Yeah. Did you write any material yet? Not, not at that point, no. Uh, did you, uh, and that band never did a gig? No, no. Okay. No, it was pretty informal. What was the first band you did do first, a gig with? First band was, I did a gig with, <clears throat> when I, I went to Boston to go to music school for a year. And then I quit <clears throat> and I started playing um, guitar with this guy who was, he lived on the street. He was a homeless guy and he was a very big character. He was a big influence on in my life. Uh, he, he taught me a lot about the world and uh, his name was Mr. Butch. You know what? I got to say. Yeah. No, I love it because, like, you're a big teacher. You went through this, like, it's got a lot of hype or whatever uh, as far as reputation, music school. But you actually learned from the homeless guy. That's right. Shows to go you, right? Shows to go you. (laughs) I learned a lot from him. It was really good. And you guys did a gig. Your first gig. Yeah, we did a bunch of gigs. Okay. Yeah. 
We opened for Steve Albini once. That was our big gig. Okay. Tell, <laughs> tell me about the first one. Did, did you guys have a name for the ensemble? The first band, like the Jamming Kids? No, no, no. no. Mr. Butch. Oh. oh, the Mr. Butch Experience. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what was that first gig like for you? We played at the Rat Skeller in... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Minuteman Square. There. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of people really waiting to see Steve Albini play. And they were heckling us the whole time. But Butch, you know, he's like dreadlock, six foot four guy who was really charming. And he was he was more like a, he was a real free spirit. So he entertained the crowd pretty well. He also played guitar and people were kind of mesmerized by him. And uh, we had this guy from the Hare Krishnas playing drums. My roommate was playing bass and I was playing guitar it was a weird scene, I think, for people, <laughs> you know, going to see Big Black. How'd you uh, get the gig? I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. Butch the knew a lot thing, of people. The, the part yeah. thing is that it happened. Remember that doorman with the voice? <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy with the voice. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then, also, the other thing I remember about Rat was... Uh, they had like theater lights, and they were like two feet off your head. So, especially the <laughs> drummer man would get cooked. Yeah. yeah, they were. The lights were way too powerful for us close. So they remember them. Uh, they had these plastic uh, ovens for ladies that had um, or girls with a light bulb in them. That's how they cooked the shit, and that's what the, the, the way oh, the lights right. were. <laughs> yeah, the easy bake oven. That's right, that's like. it. That's right, Susie Homemade. That's oh, right. Oh man, oh man. Uh, so, but would you consider? It's, it's, it sounds like the gig started off kind of scary, but then uh, you prevailed yeah. and it was a success, huh? Yeah, it was a success. People loved it. And uh, and I remember standing off to the side, then Big Black went on and Steve Albini's doing his thing. And and he's, you know, he's got these little glasses. Oh, yeah. You know, these, he was wearing these little glasses and he's shaking his head back and, you know, it's like slam, slamming his head back and forth. And his glasses like flipped up off of his head and you know he's just at the time his personality was big and scary it's like ah, like screaming and stuff into the mic and then he like turns around he's like excuse me have you seen my glasses he was so polite and he seemed so innocent without his glasses on and so yeah. exposed as we all are straight without edge, our glasses on. straight edge guy but he his vice is uh gambling poker he's ah, really good at yeah. poker yeah, because I got to spend a week uh, with uh, 2007 recording a Stooges uh, Weirdness oh, record there in Chicago at the Electrical, yeah. uh, Audio Electrical or something like that. Uh -huh. yeah, nice man, nice man. Yeah, uh, very nice guy. Okay, and, and how long does the, the uh, Mr. Butch experience last? Uh, it lasts about, uh, you know, six months, and then I moved back to New York. And Did you guys ever mad. get to record? No, we never recorded. Oh, damn. Yeah. And who was the main songwriter, him? Him. Yeah, it was all about him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hence the name. <laughs> hence the name. <laughs> you know. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking of Jimi Hendrix, right? But I, t I tell you, one time he said, uh, Mitch Mitchell, that's my Elvin Jones. So Uh-huh. Sometimes yeah. it's all right to be in another man's band, especially, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the politics and bass. I want to play this uh, from Charming Disaster, kind of, Maybe it's uh, the other side of the ghost story. This is spooky action. When I 
foxes in our foxholes on a tin can phone. Shine a flashlight on the mirror, send a signal in Morse code. If you step upon a needle, it goes straight to my heart. Spooky action at a distance, we're together and apart. Are you thinking what I'm thinking at the same exact time? If you're out there somewhere listening, will you sing down the wire? Sing down the wire. Like the needle of a compass, I know right where you are. Down the handle. Of the little, little dipper to North Star. From the treehouse, send a letter at the end of a string. Write it in our secret language. In Sing down the wire. Sing down.
Wedding, moving, straining, of these potential comrades I see no pleasure no pain no ecstasy only fear and the hatred it gives rise to
Show that chunky music start off with charming disaster doing spooky action and then uh, Victoria Shen she's got a new uh, she invented a new instrument she's calling it bass collar or body bass 
somehow it's like strings attached to her body and uh Wow. wow, cool. Uh, so she, she's like, you know what I'm saying? Like the way you string uh, on a bass, maybe, you know, you get the nut and the tuning key on one end and the bridge on the other. Well, she's like those parts. So it's we have the strings in common, but, yeah, I ain't got it, you know, with a collar wow. around my neck and shit. So <laughs> that's the first thing she recorded with a couple of days ago. She's coming to Pedro for a tour. Rubber old oh. cement. Yeah, at the beginning of June. Rebero Cement after that with autoimmune disease caused by cheap gravity. Bob Pollard's <laughs> got a new record, of course, right? It's the, uh, every other month. So this is uh, Current Desperation, Angels Speak to Nothing, and uh, SLW, Sam Lockward, and Bob Bucko Jr. with Church Going Choir Girl. A few, this is something live from her from a few days ago in Tokyo, and I, I I don't know the name of the tune, but uh, the venue is Wall and Wall, kind of in the Oyama, a little fancy part of Tokyo. It's trippy, you know, but <laughs> so it goes. Uh, XV with Dixie Cup. Onida's got a new tune here. I want to hold your electric hand. Noisuka, brand new Revenge Bodies. High Quick Crack. Too, mon uh, too Monk to Drive. Out of Austin. Uh, Viveo Lemaire. Viveo, actually, original keyboard player, Blue Cheer. People don't know. And that second keyboard player was actually with a cat from Sacktown called Ralph Kellogg. And we knew him as Ethan James. He uh, recorded Double Nickels on the dime, produced it, mixed it. Mm. Mixed it one night, 48 tunes. They are little wow. ones. And Savage Republic with their big return, uh, Meteora. And finally, Bad Luck, Hard Rock, Charming Disaster. Okay, Elia, your turn. Please bring your <laughs> earliest musical recollection. I think my earliest musical recollection was climbing on the jungle gym in like, I don't know, like nursery school, singing Good Day Sunshine to myself, like playing all by myself on this orange and yellow jungle gym. I couldn't have been more than like three or four years old. Um, okay. My parents played a lot of music around the house. They weren't musicians, aren't musicians, but like they they had a lot of music around um, from the Beatles to show tunes to folk and R&B, um, like a pretty, a pretty eclectic. Ah, song. They did play. They played the record player and they played the radio. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. <laughs> no, but it's bitching because, you know, I think one of the problems is uh, this idea of genre, some shortcut at marketing because it, Music is music, so you get in a wide thing like that early on. It's sort of like uh, them feeding you vegetables so you don't hate them. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, I, looking back now, like, if you wanted to, like, create a songwriting monster, like, definitely the diet that I got was a good diet to get. Right. Um, especially the show tunes, actually. Um, yeah. Um, I'd go to sleep listening to, like, the Fantastics and Cats and, like, like not, like, and stuff that was good and stuff that wasn't good, but like so many, so much storytelling music. That's especially. what I was going to say. The, the, that mm -hmm. uh, that kind of trip, the musical, is about telling stories. Yeah. But it's not much. like, you know, reading from the page. It's like they're dancing and they're singing and it's, it's pretty <laughs> incredible. Pretty incredible. Uh, so what about at school with you? Were you in the, in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? Um, a little bit. So like I when I was like first and second grade, I had this music teacher who ended up giving me piano lessons um, into like, I don't know, third or fourth grade. 
And so I took I took piano lessons at home. My parents, I think they rented a piano for a while, and then we moved to the suburbs, and they bought a piano, which they still have at their house. Now, how so, was the experience? Because I've had horror stories on from guests on the show, almost wanting to quit music because of the piano teacher experience. I really liked Maddie Goldfarb. The, ah, that, that was my that was my teacher. I she didn't give me a lot of theory. Um, it was it was just like playing, and I wasn't that disciplined. Like I wasn't that serious about it, but I was really musical, and like I still I can still like sing some of those like early songs that I I had to play as a as an early student. What was like, the first uh, record you bought with your own money, Elliot? The Reality Bites soundtrack. I'm almost sure of it. <laughs> and then uh, first gig you saw. Oh, get this. It was Bob Dylan at West Point with Lenny Kravitz opening. My parents took me and my little brother. It was insane. It was much too loud for me. I was pretty young. Um, and so I didn't actually listen to a whole lot of it. Um, but uh, I do remember the Gates of Eden being pretty good. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But like, what a weird, what a weird gig. Well, yeah. if you look at uh, uh, lineups for gigs in the 60s, you wouldn't believe how different kinds of bands were put together yeah i mean it was also just being at west point of all places. yeah of course yeah well. that's yeah. wild but you know the interstate i just did 48 gig and 48 day tour and that's wow. actually a military road uh-huh yeah so what's in the bible some uh sword in the plowshare kind of thing uh-huh yeah Put actually i, I know back somebody... on mario's <laughs> or some shit. can i, can know I somebody ask... who... yeah go, go ahead. ahead i'm sorry Oh, I was just gonna say I know somebody who who teaches music at West Point now, and like it's like the the favorite thing of all the cadets is to get to play music in the in the marching band there. So, you know, they need it too, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> uh, Sly Stone said, "It's not where you're from; it's where you're at." So that's right. I'm always trying to think about that kind of, kind of thing like that. So. Now, were you woman alone on the piano, or did you, do, after school, do a basement band, bedroom band, garage band? Well, that was the thing. It was like I always wrote songs, and I'd even write some on the piano. But piano was not like a fluent instrument for me, even though it was my first one. Like I couldn't like easily just make it do stuff, and um, and it wasn't portable, obviously. And I didn't have a keyboard, and so piano was a solo thing for me. Um, but later on, I started playing in bands, but I was kind of a late bloomer as a musician. I was always more of a writer, and I kind of got my performance chops doing, like, slam poetry in the early, like, in the mid-90s. Um, and so I would just, like, say things to You know people. what the trip is, though? You're right about the portability, but rock and roll actually began on the piano, not the guitar. Yeah, I believe it. I've read some of the stuff you've written, actually, or or said in interviews about like the left hand of yeah, the piano. Yeah, of course. Yeah, being the bass yeah, in rock yeah, and roll, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, a, a lot of, and, and even the guitar thing, like Nick Tosh's New York City writer, we lost him a couple of years ago, but he, he wrote a book on the twisted roots of rock and roll and country. And mm-hmm. It actually goes back to banjo and minstrel. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a trip. A lot of, you know, this happens with revisionism. People got some kind of thing they're trying to hustle you on, and so they (laughs) put all this jive around it instead of just, you know, trying to get at what was wrong. Because that's kind of the trip of it is. Yeah, it comes from, did you ever see the jazz singer? Mm-mm. Al Jolson. Al Jolson. Al Jolson yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's a canner, yeah. uh, son of a canner who wants to be a jazz singer. And in those days, yeah. it was blackface, right? Minstrel. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of the roots of rock and roll and country, Jewish songwriters and things. And 
yeah. strange. I, I recommend that book uh, very much. But uh, so slam poetry. So yeah. This is just voice, right? Or, or did you, was there a band involved? No, it's just, it's just voice and like, and like your body a little bit too. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a stylized way of, of delivering the, the content. Um, but, uh, selling it, it was, right. They said vaudeville selling it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of how I, I like got my Jones for performing really. Um, like I remember like there's like a cafeteria performance and, um, and I, I did, it was like my first time on stage and I remember doing a poem and everybody in the room just shut up. And I was like, this, this is the thing. This is for me. That it moment, wasn't a pants share. No, I mean, I, 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 felt, I felt pretty good about it. I still it. get scared to get in front of people. No, some people are like that. You know, like maybe it's like swimming and stuff. They throw, like right? It, they yeah. throw babies into the water. Some of them <laughs> can just go for it. Other ones, you, you got to go in and after them and fish them out. Right? <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the first hour. May 25, 2022 edition. Pedro Show. Special guest. Charming Disaster. Hold time for hour two. May 25, 2022, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. Wind blows cold over the willows. Sky is bruised and shadowed. Oh 
what remains It's okay, it's not too late To find your way clean again
Wishing well. Watch for Pedro Show start off the second hour. Charming disaster. What remains? Ben Salter out of Tasmania with hunger after that vex party with book talk. Where was that? There's a little town, New Hope, and across the river is uh, Bob Bob Lee's from there, Lambertsville, yeah. No, but no, it was Northampton. (laughs) Got my memory the same a month ago, and I've already. (laughs) Alzheimer claims another victim. (laughs) Horde of two after that time on end live, dog plus dog plus. I think they're uh, out of Connecticut with our. Or Mass, some some New England. Her Tree, <laughs> Casper Broad for Stringing Tins, Char, uh, Chatterton, Mini Beast. This, I know where this is. This is Peter Prescott from uh, Mission of Burma days. Now he plays guitar and he's living in Providence, Rhode Island. And finally, Wish Him Well by Charming Disaster. Porno for Pyros has a song called Wish Him Well. Mm. You know, you can't copyright a song title. That's good. I know, and it's great because yeah. sometimes people find you by accident. <laughs> That's right. Right. Tripod Jimmy had this version of Autumn Leaves that was not like the Autumn Leaves French uh-huh. doctors say. Uh, I think the chorus was like, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Making uh, 4, 4 a.m. in the morning and shit like Okay, let's talk about charm and disaster. How, how did this happen? I mean, you got these words that are kind of uh, opposed. And mm. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a duet band, right? Yeah, it's all duets. So Time and Disaster started in 2012. At the time, I had a band of my own called Sweet Soubrette, for which I was the band leader, songwriter, front person. And uh, and Jeff, uh, and it, this was like an eight-piece band because I was a, a fool who loved a lush arrangement. And yeah. um, it's really hard to schedule eight people um, for a band. Fit them in the boat. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, touring meant like a mini version of the band for sure. Oh, okay. um, but but also it was like just a nightmare to like get everybody in the same room at the same time. What, what do they say? Like herding cats. Oh, my God. Herding I would cats. like I would like weep, like try. I would like yeah. be moved to tears sometimes just trying to like get a rehearsal together. Yeah. What is it? A big boat with a small rudder? Oh, my God. <laughs> <Trying to> get... <laughs> or no keel. Yeah, no keel. You know, a flat yeah. bottom when you're in the ocean. Oh, my God. um so um i went to see uh i caught a show at my local bar one night in in brooklyn it's a bar called barbez which is famous for having great music in the tiny back room um and there's a band i didn't know um and i really really dug what their music sounded like that was my band coterino uh which also had a lot of people in that band i had horn players string players backup singers drummer bass and you were in Um, that little back room yeah in the little back room (laughs) okay so yeah. we need more. We need uh, more room besides the boat. We also need more room in the back little room. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we would all jam up, jump, jam on the stage there, and um, yeah. And I was the head of that band and writing uh, the charts for the horn players and the string players, and and writing all the songs and singing. You know, sing. I always thought there was going to be someone else going to be take over the singing part, but nobody else did. So. I was, that was my job too. And, uh, and, yeah, and that's where I met do. Elliot. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I like started up a conversation after the show. Cause like, you know, you, you see somebody whose work, you kind of feel is simpatico. And so you want to like, maybe like do a show with them or, um, whatever. I mean, and I also remember like there was, there were a couple specific lines in your songs that I just like really liked. Like I, I'm, I'm pretty 
My songs? No, you're talking uh, about Jeff's I'm, songs. I'm talking to Jeff. Oh, okay. Like, he, like this, this gig, I remember there's a line in one song, um, uh, seven days in a week, 12 months in a year, like beads on a string that are weighing us down. And I was like, I, it just felt like he was speaking my yeah. language. Was, George Hurley wrote some great songs for the Minutemen. I remember he had this one tune uh-huh. called, well, he, he never titled them, but it had a line, two beads at the end, and I couldn't uh-huh. get that out of my head. And, and yeah, of course, I was thinking of butt beads and shit. <laughs> so I, I could see how lyrics strike you, you know. And I remember meeting Rocky Erickson. I love his music. Mm-hmm. First time, yeah. he, he was walking right off the stage, and I shook his head. He says, hey, it's good to see you again. I was like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so um, you guys have you a got- rap about the, the lyrics. Yeah, we, we yeah, get to talking. talking. Yeah, and, you know, Elliot, she kind of described what her band was like after I got off stage, and I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. You know, we could, we should share a gig, or, like, it's it was cool to find someone else who was doing something similar to me. And I'm like, we should play together, and you said... Well, I'd had, like, one beer, and, and I'm kind of a lightweight, and so I was feeling expansive, and I was like, we should, what we should do is try to write songs together. Yeah. Whoa! Which is not, so this yeah. is not the first thing meeting... This is at yeah. the first meeting? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But, I'm, like, this was not a thing I had ever suggested to anybody else before. And I'd you. never written a song with anybody else before either. But, like, where I re- I was like, listen, with a two-person project, we could rehearse as much as we wanted. And that was very attractive <laughs> at that moment. It was a damn burster, cloud burster. Moment. That's right. Okay, well, look, I want to play Devil yeah. May Care, and we'll get back to this story. Okay. <laughs> Devil's a star, and he's got a new band. He plays the guitar with his idle hands. The devil is bored in the deep blue sea. He's got my number, and he's calling me. There's nothing to say, so we talk of old times when he had his wings, and I had mine. Take it from me, cause I ought to know You got a right to get in trouble Freedom to rise and freedom to fall You got a right to get in trouble The devil you love is the devil you knew The devil you know is an empty suit Nobody to tempt and nobody to save Just predestination
My black snake and my donkey keep the predators at bay. The coyotes and the copperheads stay well enough away. The power that protects me is a circle made of salt. But when you come to get me, I won't feel a thing at all. The vultures that surround me ride the thermals up on high. Yeah, ever since you found me, I'm afraid that I might die. The scarab on my pillow whispers vespers as I sleep. You saved me from the sparrows, now my soul is yours to keep. Come morning, we awaken to a garnet-colored sky. The mirror cracked and broken, making X's of my eyes. Can't turn away the darkness, so instead I hold you tight. Yeah, ever since you found me, I'm afraid that I might die.
show that chunk of music started off with charming disaster doing devil may care then we had equations collected with the hell 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 helicon helicon sessions fuck i don't know how to say it sorry cut 3.4 bridge of flowers poetry in motion apalu apale apale tattoo e-p-a-u-l-e shit i like the music though it fans are no no lit Whatever the fuck that means. Fans are no lit. Maybe it's a acronym. And then Puppet Midnight with Puppets Run the Circus, but the Ringmaster Knows the Score. And this is the Hair Twin remix. Oh. Uh, yeah, bass man. Love bass uh, uh, composers. I got a little prejudiced that way, sorry. Ray sure. Shin after that, lightheaded. And finally, Charming Disaster. With Black Snake. Well, I'll tell you, the guys that collaborate with, a lot of them hate it. You know, wait, why don't you wait the songs on the fucking kick drum or cymbals, you know. But dudes yeah. like Nels Klein, they love it because it don't have a lot of harmonic uh, information, you know. But you do got the rhythms and the starts and the stops. And... Anyway, uh, let's get back to the charming disaster. T- tell me about the first time you guys, you know, made good on this uh, cloudburster oh, yeah. moment. <laughs> Well, it wasn't that long after that. Jeff came to see my band, and like I think that clicked for you. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I see what you're talking about. And so we had our first band meeting the next day. We got together, and we made a list of, of song ideas because we didn't really need another project to like express ourselves. Like We each had our own project for that, so we wanted to like make some parameters that were really specific for this one. Yeah, and since we didn't really know each other, it was going to be easier for us to kind of inhabit characters in our songwriting rather than you know writing about our feelings or whatever personal thing also there's that old i don't know if this is appropriate but you know familiarity breeds contempt sure <laughs> well now we've had 10 years to be <laughs> see i said oh, it yeah. might not apply i'm not i'm not forcing any of that shit on you guys so okay so what you do is you make a list of songs that you want to do uh-oh uh, yeah. topics, okay. items you want to deal with uh, concerning co-songwriting. Yeah, yeah, and what we wanted to do was use two voices, like both musically and in terms of storytelling. Well, and, I'm like, curious about the first one. What was the first one? Is it any of the ones I'm playing? Yeah. Yeah, it's the it, first one you played. Yeah, it was the first one you played, Ghost, Ghost Story. Story. Okay. Yeah, so how did, how did it come together? Like, I asked improvisation of musicians, like, who goes first? It depends. With Ghost Story, I went first, um, but yeah. it it varies from song so, to song. So, Elliot, so it seems meeting, like can, can I yeah. say something? It seems like yeah. she was the the big uh, fire starter, right? She's touchy yeah. after the gig. She let's <laughs> do the song right. And, and here's the Ghost Story. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's true. It's totally true. Um, so after that first meeting, uh, Elia went back home on the subway and she wrote the first verse and sent it to me. Um, and then I was like, oh shit, I gotta like, I gotta <laughs> step up. I gotta like, you know, I gotta step up to this. So I, you know, then I wrote the next verse and I sent it back to her. Yeah. We so we're using like forth. phone voice memo. So yeah. like, but, but I, like, no music. It's just lyric. Yeah, no, 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 no. Stuff, music, right? music, music oh, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so I like, so I write the first verse and chorus and I record it just my vocal and ukulele and I sent a voice memo to Jeff. And so 
he then a couple of days later sends me a voice memo with the next verse and chorus. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is like the most exciting pen pal I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys meet and put these things together, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We met. Yeah. And yeah, we put them together and, um, and then we were off and running. We like that initial list. We wrote all the songs on that initial list, which were like a living woman who's in love with a ghost. Um, Two people steal a car. So uh, do, do titles come first? Mm-mm. No, they no, do with titles, me because I can't hold any yeah. focus, and and hardly anybody I ask does it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking weird. We have okay. like ideas that come first sometimes. I got, I got um, to tell you, we're at the end of the second hour, May 25, 2022 edition. What Peter's special guest, charming disaster. We'll hear more about this evolution story. They're banned. Hold tight, five, three. May 25, 2022, it's the third hour. What from Pedro Show. Silvery white in color, blackening in the air. The metal rusts as soon as it's forged. Powder is unremarkable as commonplace table salt. But throw it over your shoulder and it's transformed. Is it the burning bush of Moses? How the fires don't go out? Or that old perpetual motion that we dream so long about? And the glowing tubes of glass look like enchanted fairy lights. Suspended in the darkness They are gleaming in the night What have we done? We've set the motion We're flying to chain reactions to the sun Natural progression Out of control The power of the sound We've set the motion We're flying to chain reactions to the sun Natural progression Out of The genie is out of the bottle With a fever to boil its own weight in ice It's the alpha and omega And gamma and beta Passes through matter with x-ray eyes It was a god in ancient Egypt When the pyramids did rise By the light of that eternal burning disk up in the sky Then the chariot descended to the darkness underground The golden horse-drawn carriage was too heavy to slow down
There's no mistaking Alchemical transmutation Continual cycle of death and rebirth Chemistry of the invisible Hidden in mineral Scattered like glittering stars in the earth You're chasing down a vision Though the nights are dark and long You can hear it calling in the Geiger counter song And the crucible is glowing as it burns away your fears The great work that you undertake lasts 1,600 years What have you done? You set in motion A chain reaction to the sound. Natural progression Out of control In power of the sound Natural progression The power of the sun
Promethean sister from under the earth You send up your gifts Unloosed from the mouth of a half-buried jar Mysterious ills Omens and signals all over the city All over the world Invisible lightning, a furious wind A rain of dead birds from secrets you have unlocked Our Lady of Radium Light up the dark Just like us, do you know what you did? Only thing to do is to hope for the best and expect the worst. So we say a prayer, though our hands may crack like the yellow cake earth.
Alfred Pedro show. Start off the third hour with Charm and Disaster doing Power of the Sun. Then Crane with the edit of his funky drone. And then Pauline Oliveros and Reynolds with the side B of Have a Half a Dove in New York, Half a Dove in Buenos Aires. I think they're Argentina band. And then finally, Charm and Disaster with Our Lady Arabian. Now, you said the ghost story. Is this the first version that you recorded that I played? Um, yeah. Like the, we, we made a home recording before that. Oh, yeah, what you played right. is like the album recording. But we, ma we made a home recording um, before that uh, that we made a little video for. Um, and uh, that that was good that we did that because Welcome to Night Vale found it that way. Well, tell me about this uh, album you got. The latest album? Yeah. yeah. Is, uh, the latest album is called Our Lady of Radium, and it's a concept album inspired by the life and work of scientist Marie Curie. Ah. Uh, uh, she discovered radium. Her yeah. life was filled with drama, scandal, romance, tragedy. Um, all the ingredients for a lot of like deep digging with a lot of cool material to work with. Yeah, and we usually write story songs, and we wanted we wanted a larger subject to write many songs about a sing someone's story, basically. And um, uh, did you make demos for it, or did you just do it as it came? We it was actually a really long demos. process. We did yeah. an artist residency, um, which is where we wrote most of those songs, and we made demos when we wrote the songs, like yeah. which was all in the space of like two weeks. And where did um, you record? Sorry. Where did you record? We recorded the album at my parents' house during the pandemic with two microphones, doing everything ourselves and yeah. playing all the instruments ourselves. Oh, and self-produced. 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 Yeah. Um, we did work with. We have a longtime collaborator, recording engineer Don Godwin, um, and he mixed it um, with us. So we we had Don kind of sweeten up what we yeah, had thank tracked. God. Yeah. yeah, but um, but we we self-produced and we. We used all the materials we had to hand. We had planned to go into a pro studio with other musicians, but it was 2020 and we couldn't do that. Yeah. So we used pots and pans. We used the piano that Elia took piano lessons on was there at her folks' house. We borrowed Jeff's brother's drum kit. Yeah. Borrowed um, my brother's drum kit. And we, and we bought two kind of nice microphones and we, we had to like, we only have two inputs on our interface and we only had these two microphones, and so we just layered everything with two microphones, including yeah. the drums, which was pretty interesting. You know, but by limiting, you know, the options, maybe it brings more focus. Yeah, on the was... on the big C word content. <laughs> you know, it seems to be we're caught up. In, uh, we as a people mm -hmm. involved in the arts. Yeah, the gear. You just gotta have the right gear, and you know <laughs> what? Sometimes I wonder, like. Uh, for example, a pocket knife. Where is the art in that pocket knife? It's what's going to be carved, right? Or it could be, yeah, I collect pocket knives or something. You know what I'm trying to say? I think it's beautiful. I would have never guessed that's how you guys did this record. Thanks. What's yeah, it was... Frank Morgan it, in The Wizard of Oz, right? Pay no attention to that man. Yeah. Right? Exactly. He was the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. like, pictures in, in my parents' den, like... You know, with like blankets on broomsticks in the corners to kind of like deal with the the room reverb. It was yeah, like it, very. Yeah. I can tell you a little uh, a little living room parents living room story. Uh -huh. Rudy Van Gelder, right, recorded all those jazz guys. His first studio was his parents' living room. Oh, really? Oh, that's so I cool. I would shit you, Jeff. 
<laughs> just shows to go you, right? Rains lemons, you, you become the lemonade maker, right? That's right. Yeah, I mean, like, the interesting thing to me, especially, is that, um, like, we've now, that's now kind of become part of our, like, recording um, palette. Like, we, we've done some more recordings since the new album, and we recorded a lot of the tracks in that same setup, and then, and then brought those tracks into the studio and recorded more tracks in the Whoa. studio. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, great studio in Brooklyn. I recorded at Studio G, Tony Mamoni, Joel Hamilton. Mm. Yeah, great cast. I want to play Forces of Nature.
visit the lab in the night You slip your hand into mine Just a design, a scribble of chalk in our minds. Now we have brought it to life, shining bright future for all humankind. Let us explore the forces of nature.
shoulder Voice like ice cold, cold running water Eyes made by black magic, black magic marker Little black bird, help me find my way For I fear this might be the end of my days Clever as Foxy running beside me Teeth like a trap, trap snap shut behind me Flash, you find smiles so wicked and wily Clever at Foxy, I'll stay well away For I fear this might be the end of my days Little blackbird, I'm so lost and hungry Dogs closing in, they track me and hunt me Take to the sky, lead me to safe country Little blackbird, won't you help me escape? For I fear this might be the end of my days See that black specter high over the trees Nasty hawk harrier harrying me Try as I might, it gives me no peace See that black specter wheel over this way Oh, I fear this might be the end of my days No matter
is near, I hear hounds and horses. Fold up your wings, sing me one final chorus. Pretty blackbird, I beg you to stay, for I fear this might be the end of my days. Darling red foxy, there's no future for us. I'm doomed in the sky as you are in the forest. I'll perch by your ear and sing our sad story. Darling red foxy, I won't fly away. For I fear this might be the end of my days. I fear this might be the end of my days. I fear this might be the end of my days. I fear this might be the end of my days. Waffle Pedro Show, last music for this edition Charming Disaster with Forces of Nature. Mountain Offensive with Manic Lucidity. And finally, Charming Disaster with Little Black Bird. Little Black Bird, is that part of the new thing? No. No, that's okay. from our second album. Okay. Second, yeah, the second album is called Cautionary Tales, and there's a lot of like, uh, I, I think of it as like our Led Zeppelin 3. It's our folk tale <laughs> Okay, and oh. what about Forces of Nature? Uh, that's off the new record, okay. yeah. And, and then we, we did play Our Lady of Radium. That's and, right. Uh, and Power of the Sun is off the new record, too. Ah, okay, okay. So, uh, and like, it's a, it's like, when I, I've done three of these big pieces, and I call them opera sound. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because it's too much for one song, so it's a one song with big parts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and one thing that we did on this record, which we'd never done before because of that, is each each song on the new record either borrows from or lends to um, another song, like, Parts. Yeah, so, so we'll take like the chorus of one song will be threaded in into the background of another song. So that it, they all kind of exist at the same time, like, you know, their memories or premonitions or yeah. dreams like of the other songs. Echoes. Mm-hmm. Echoes. Yeah. Res- resonances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of uh, the nature stuff she was investigating. <laughs> yeah. And. And like her romance with with Pierre, who was her husband and her partner in in science and her collaborator. Um, and so we have a song where it's the beginning of their relationship, and we have a song where he has just died, and it's her her grief. And each one of those songs echoes in the other as like a memory or a premonition. premonition. Yes. Wow, portent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's got a lot of hills and valleys, huh? You know, yeah. sometimes, yeah, it's not Hollywood, right? They don't always have to have a happy ending. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> My first that's opera I got, it was killing me. I, could have, I couldn't do it after four tours because it was just too sad of a fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you know, beautiful that you're doing it. So you said you're recording stuff now. Now, is this going to be a collection of songs or is it going to be a big story? Um, it's a collection of songs. Okay, it's gonna yeah. be. It's gonna be an album like our our previous album. Yeah, like a regular album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, they. You know, there was one album. I think uh, Monty Python. Right. If you put the needle on one of the sides, there was actually two sides embedded. Something about oh, the cheese yeah. shop. And you so, know. So, you know, Jack White does a lot of stuff yeah, like that his, too. Yeah, his place. They do a lot of cool stuff with with the master, vinyl. right? Yeah. 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 Try to do that with a CD. I guess, but the CD you can make the hidden track. <laughs> 
Yeah. Right. So yeah, explored in the medium and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and 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 have you seen your process evolve from that first ghost story collab? Oh yeah. Yeah, a lot. Very much. You know what started is like a back and forth, like kind of pen pal style. It's kind of developed now. It's more of like a side by side. We'll sit together and one person will have like the idea of, or the beginning of an idea of something and we'll sit and kind of work in real time side by side like that. Yeah. We were actually just working on a brand new song before we started talking to you. And we, we have like, like the laptop open and we've got like a lot of lyrics that are just kind of ideas for lyrics. And we've got like, we've got some stuff on its feet, but, um, but we're, we're very much like in the messy part together, which yeah. is a neat thing to be with our instruments. Do. Yeah. With your instruments. And where can people find you on the internet? Charmingdisaster.com will get you to all the places. Um, we're on Instagram. We're Charming Disaster Band. Um, we're on Bandcamp. Well, you, like Spotify. you said, I, l- I love the idea that you have your own website because it's like having your own fanzine. And so they can go to all those commercial things, right? That's right. I, I look at them as telephone poles to staple your flyers up on. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. but, the, but there's no filter with your own website. That's why I really dig that, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you can find all the other things through it. Right. Um. C-H-A-R-M-I-N-G-D-I-S-A-S-T-E-R.com, people. And uh, what about tour plans? Yeah, we're going to uh, we're going on tour in June. We're going to be in New England, June 11, 12. Sorry, 10, 11, 12. 10, 11, 12. Uh, and then we're going to be in uh, Pennsylvania on the... 15th, 17th, and the Hudson Valley on the 18th. Uh, and we're, we're, we've got more in store for the summer and fall, but we're kind of working on that still. A little, a little New, uh, New England run. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And people, you can get info of that at charmingdisaster.com, <laughs> but the info's on those gigs and stuff. And then, you, you don't have a release date in mind. What do you think of the spring? Probably the spring. Yeah. yeah probably the spring for yeah. the next one. But this one just came out in March, so we're not in like a big rush. And when you we tour... Yeah. Is it just you two, or do you bring side mice? Just us just two. Just us two in a station wagon with yeah. all the Yeah. John Train used to uh, tour in a station wagon. He <laughs> liked that. Chrysler once, but he did do a Mercury to L.A. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Reading just the two of us. And, and so we have to do all the percussion ourselves. So Jeff plays a kick drum made out of a suitcase, and I play a hi-hat. And uh, it's very it's like a one-man band. You piece band. it out. Yeah, you piece yeah. it out. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, when you get this new record, please come back on the show. Oh, thank oh, yeah. you so much. Thank we you. would be honored. It's been so much fun talking with you. Oh, thank you so much. Very kind. We keep on keeping on, right? Okay. Yeah, well, right. it's inspiring. People. It's May 25, 2022 edition of Walk Pedro Show. Keep you powder dry.